0: All right. We're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: Come on. Was that on? Please tell me you got that on. That was
0: on, bro. I think we were singing a different song.
1: Double O, double N. He was singing Harmony.
0: I was singing the theme song to Rawhide.
1: Oh, I
2: was singing Limp (laughs) Biscuit. Yeah, that's definitely two different things. What's Rawhide?
0: Like an old Western. Ah. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep oh, them doggies rolling. Keep them
2: prices rolling.
1: Rolling, 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 roll, roll back. Yeah, roll Walmart. Back. Yeah, Walmart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Come on. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Limp Limp biscuit. Rolling. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That—that's the one I love. <laughs> like. Yeah, I used to love them biscuit. Fred Durst. I used to love them. <laughs> Before Me too. I, before I was a Christian, when we were stupid kids. No, no like I mean if you music. if you hear them, yeah. If you hear them, they brought something that no one else was doing during that time. Yeah, no one else was doing. Yeah, that whatever that is, <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. Yeah,
0: I don't think I'd want to eat a limp biscuit. Though. Oh, mm-hmm. you want it to be able to walk?
1: Yeah, right. See I want <laughs> to that name. Like, walk that right. What does that Lee? name mean?
2: it's a biscuit but it's got a, a limp. limp it can't walk in your belly
1: i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah but real talk i want to have a serious conversation with you guys oh real talk what's up real talk so if there was one animal that you can pick this is real talk <laughs> I want to have a real conversation with
2: you. <laughs> this is real talk
1: bro none of that fakery Limp biscuit, it's they're not relevant anymore. Irrelevant. But this, this conversation is very relevant. Very relevant. If there was one animal that you would just say, you would forever hide in your home, and never leave. If this animal existed outside, like in the streets, what would that animal be?
0: What kind of question is this? Sorry. So we have to think of an animal first that might not exist, and Does then it we exist, have- exist or
1: no? I'm not asking you. If an animal exists or not exists, what I'm saying is if there was one animal that you knew existed outside of your home, that you are not leaving your house until this thing is gone. What would that animal Like we're scared of it? Yeah. Like you would not. Like if I knew. Maybe an alligator. Yeah. Yeah. An alligator? Yeah. Yeah, Down Down south. Down a cement block? Yeah. I would not be petrified. Really? Yeah, they're slow. No, they're not. They're definitely not slow. I think you could just run a zigzag and you're done. Alleyators they're fast are done. in the water. Oh, yeah? If, if, if it was a jaguar or a cheetah. I'm not scared of those. Jaguars? I'll slap a jaguar in the face, bro. Bro, I love jaguars, but um, they scare me. Yeah? They're definitely fast and they can eat my face in seconds. Yeah. You have to eat their face first. But I probably would still leave the house. Like, if I knew a jaguar was in the area, mm. I'd just run to my car real quick and just, yeah, yeah. like, hit it with my car if it got close. Right. I but think the, maybe
0: if a chihuahua was outside my house. So
1: terrifying. A chihuahua.
0: Probably wouldn't leave.
1: The one thing, though, that I would not leave if like, gigantic spiders. Like, I don't mean, like, normal spiders on the wall. I mean, like, like a Stranger Things type spider. Like, so now we're into gyro the fantasy spiders. Animals. Yeah.
2: Because there's plenty of animals in Fantasy World that I would not go outside. For, <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> Or even like a giant baby or something. Yeah. Definitely not going outside. Gi- <laughs> That's intense, bro. Yeah. Why would you go to the giant baby? Babies destroy things. And they have no... Like animals destroy things because they want to eat it. So if they're eating something... They're full. Good to go. Good. I yeah. could walk right by it. Babies just destroy. Yeah. Be- because they don't, they don't know what's going on. They just want to destroy stuff. And they're just curious. So could you imagine if there's a it's giant like one?
1: It's mm. calls him a viper with a diaper. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It <laughs> would That'd just a be A viper in a diaper. It would be absolute chaos. Yeah. Well, Giant babies. Yeah. Giant babies. Mm. I did not see that coming. Curveball Central over here. Yeah. However, perfect segue into... Bible Dingers Ding or No Ding. Yeah, yeah. I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark. And we are Bible Dinger. And we start each and every episode with Ding or No Ding, where I come up with a news headline. And my friends here, Ryan and Mark, have to decide whether it is ding, real, or no ding, fake. And then we dive into the topic at hand, and that is second. Peter.
0: Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again?
1: I will tell you right now. But first, are you ready for this? Yep. hmm I said, yep. yeah. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you yep. ready yep. for this? Yep. We were talking about all those animals that, or babies, <laughs> that completely <laughs> scare us to the point where we would quarantine and not leave our homes. Mm. Giant snail sends one entire County into full on quarantine. <laughs> what? Giant snail? Too ding. Oh, you ready already? That I'm ready. is the question. What, what is the answer? You got your answer ready? Ding. Ding. <laughs> ding. Alright. That's major ding's it. right there, Oh bro. yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's giant oh, snail. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Wake
1: seen up, it. yeah. Oh yeah. Seen it. Major ding. You seen it? Oh yeah. yeah. You haven't seen it? No, I'm just kidding. I
2: would slug that thing if I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) No pun intended. Pun intended fully. 100% intended.
1: As if there weren't enough creepy crawlers lurking through Florida, the giant African land snail returned to the Sunshine (laughs) State's ecosystem (laughs) last week after being eradicated in 2021.
0: After being eradicated, it returned.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These things don't die, bro. The news comes just days after. An enormous python was pulled from the brush of the Florida Everglades last month, according to the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. The giant African snail, commonly referred to as G A A G A L S gals, I don't know. That's a great uh, gals outside, by invasive species aficionados is native to East Africa and can grow to eight inches in length, inches. which is roughly the size of an adult hand. Wow, terrifying.
2: (laughs) Bro, I'll tell you what to do with that thing. Oh, look at that thing. Oh, that's kind of cute. That's adorable, bro. I want that snail. Mark just
1: pulls up a picture of it. It is adorable. If
2: there is a giant snail, pay me $2,000. I'll come take care of your giant snails. Here's what you do. You get the ice melt, the the salt, You you cut the top off, and you just start flinging, and the snails will be
1: gone in seconds. So, I don't know why, yeah. and I don't want to read through this whole article, but check out the reasoning for the quarantine.
2: Oh, the yeah, risk? look at that. Hold on. This You're asking us really, to check it out? This oh. is a
1: really, really long article. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Would you look at so, that? since the snails have no natural predators, eradic- eradicating them is challenging, and that's the goal. They want to eradicate them. Mm. Within the quarantine zone... Officials started using a snail bait. A pesticide approved for use in vegetable and ornamental crops on fruit trees and other plants. As a giant African snail feeds on the baited plants, the pesticide disrupts their digestive system and kills them. And there's a potential threat posed by the snails. And (laughs) they released, the FDACS released a wanted poster on Twitter Warning the public not to touch the abnormally large snails. So the point of the quarantine is so that they can put bait out in this county in Florida. And it's kill in Florida?
0: And kill yeah, he said that.
1: Did you
2: say that? Yes. Yeah. I was thinking Wisconsin. Why was I thinking Wisconsin? Because
1: that was the last uh, last episode the last oh, last episode where the guys oh, yeah. suction cans to his oh, Ah, yeah, yeah, that's right. Ah, oh, yeah. Wake up, yeah. How many snails
0: do you think you can suction to your face?
1: I mean, at eight inches, one. My time, my yeah. Yeah. What am I? What am I? what could be What five. Could be Fortify. My boat man. Line? No, ma'am. Who am I? Sort of guy. Borderline? No, ma'am. You are listening Get the bang, to podcast. Get the Podcast. my my I ain't got time hands of the grown man or anybody. Only slow dance for my own wife. to the slow jams to the All right. So, Second Peter. What is the title? Second Peter. The claim to authorship in one one is where the title of the book comes from, and the original Greek title. You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready for this. Petro B. Petro B. That's so much catchier. Yeah, I like Petro B. Petro B. We've gone ahead and made it Second Peter said a Peter B. But I do like Petro B. sounds like a rapper. Yeah. Oh, it does. You are so right about that. Bringing in the heat, we got Petro B. (laughs) Careful, because he's bringing the heat. Next question is... Who wrote this? Who wrote this? Who wrote this, a.k.a. who wore this?
2: All right, so... This is a long one, so put on your big boy pants. Go tell your on. mammy that you're not going to be home for Din Din because <laughs> this is going to be a long one.
1: All this, right. It okay. definitely, definitely is. It's so going to be a long one. Put your seatbelts on. Yeah. T- tell your mammy. We're in it to win it. Hey, ma'am. No, Din Din. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nighty nights. You're on a flight to China. There's nothing you could do. You can't get off. Yeah. Just sit there, relax, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. So, 2nd Peter
2: is... The most controversial book in the New Testament when it comes to authorship, Boo! You stink! which is why this is very long. Okay, hmm. so most people have settled on an unknown author for Hebrews. Okay, so there's not really like a live debate on that one, and so that one's not very controversial. We know that we don't know who the author is. We know that. Okay, but the debate continues regarding Second Peter today. And it is a lively one. So we're going to start this conversation by noting that the book claims to have been written by Peter in chapter 1, verse 1. And in chapter 3, verse 1, he notes that this is, quote, the second letter that he's writing to the recipients, which could very well be referring to 1 Peter, which we know was Peter 100%. Okay, so keep that in mind. The author of this book claimed to be a witness to the Transfiguration in chapter 1, verses 16 through 18, which would, of course, narrow it down to Peter, James, or John, Mm -hmm. if true. Also, in chapter 1, verse 14, the author mentions that Jesus told him about his own death. And this happened to Peter and was recorded in John 21, verses 18 through 19. Jesus told Peter to his face about his death. Okay, so we're going to start with some arguments against Petrine authorship. Mm -hmm. Petrine, keyword here. Put it in Petro. your pocket, save it for later. Petro B. Chew it, chew it as a snack. However, the early church fathers were slow to include Second Peter in the canon. In fact, no church father even mentioned it until origin in the beginning of the third century, so some like two hundred or so years after it would have been written. Even then, Origen was just noting that there was doubt about the true identity of the author of 2 Peter. Eusebius in the 4th century noted that the canonicity of 2 Peter was in dispute along with James, Jude, 2nd, and 3rd John. He said that no long line of church tradition supported the acceptance of 2 Peter as canonical. Jerome included 2 Peter in the Latin Vulgate but noted that many people questioned whether or not Peter actually wrote it due to stylistic differences between 1st and 2nd Peter. So besides these points, there were many pseudonymous, I think is how you, how you nice pronounce word. that word, pseudonymous books. I like that. Which means that it's a book written, somebody pretending to be Peter, that's pseudonymous, that there was many that claimed to have been written by Peter. For example, we have the Apocalypse of Peter, the Gospel of Peter, and the Acts of Peter, which have all been debunked and not put into the canon. Peter was a giant in the history of the Church, and so naturally there were many people forging letters by Peter to try and get them to be canonical. There's also doubt of Peter's authorship due to similarities between 2 Peter and Jude. Specifically, 2 Peter 2 and Jude 4-18. through 18. There are striking, striking similarities between these two passages, so much so that it appears that one was copied, or at least very much influenced by the other. In order to see the differences for yourself, you should give them a read. We're not going to spend time reading both portions, but it is so strangely similar. Like, they talk about seemingly obscure things in the section of second peter and the book of jude in the same order and so there's there's definitely some sort of copying or influence there there's there's no doubt about that really i didn't know that some also consent, contend that in second peter 3:16 when peter refers to the letters of paul as scriptures that this wouldn't be possible in peter's lifetime as he died around 68 AD They say there wasn't a collection of Paul's writing that were considered authoritative until the 2nd century. So those are the arguments against Peter writing 2nd Peter. This is what many uh, either atheist or liberal-leaning New Testament scholars would say uh, for the writing of 2nd Peter. Now, some arguments for Petrine authorship. And a lot of these are also sort of rebuttals to... Mm arguments against P trine authorship, sort of just in nature. There's something to be said about inerrancy. If Peter didn't actually write this book, it would be a true forgery as this person refers to events that they went through as Peter. Yeah. For example, the Transfiguration, being part of the twelve disciples. They're really trying to saying hard. they are Peter. Yeah. yeah, things like that. Conservative scholars who affirm P trine authorship make many counterarguments to the arguments posted above. Firstly, when it comes to the slow acceptance of Second Peter as canonical by the early church, this may not be of any significance, really. They eventually did accept it as canonical. Um, the slowness to act may have been due to a number of reasons. The first of which is that the epistle is short and likely wasn't widely circulated, so copies would have been slow to move from church to church. A second reason is that the early church fathers were heavily suspicious and critical of any letters bearing the name of an apostle. These, w- these letters were heavily scrutinized. And so the late acceptance could have well been due to receiving a copy later and undergoing this heavy scrutiny as all the other canonical books did. So they might have just received it a little bit later. Also, since this letter was written shortly before Peter's death, he wouldn't have been around long to attest to his authorship. Many people believe this was written just before his death, so he couldn't say, yes, I did write that. Besides that, there is evidence that by the 3rd century, 2nd Peter was widely considered as a true work of Peter. It was quoted three times by different men in support of their doctrinal arguments. By the 4th century, 2nd Peter was fully vindicated as canonical. It was accepted by... By Athanasius and Augustine as canonical, Jerome placed it in the Latin Vulgate. The Third Council of Carthage recognized Second Peter as canonical and formally affirmed Peter's authorship during their careful examinations. As far as Second Peter 3:16's referral to Paul's letters as Scripture, Peter lived in Rome, and the outstanding majority of Paul's letters went to the Roman Empire. Peter and Paul were dear friends and respected each other highly, so there is no doubt that Peter would be involved with and retain copies of Paul's letters. Also, keep in mind that many of Paul's letters were written while he was in Rome in house arrest, so Peter would have been just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Paul when he wrote the letters. There's also tremendous similarities stylistically. So people who are skeptical of Petrine authorship point out the differences, but there's also many similarities. Both 1 Peter and 2 Peter contain a huge amount of words that appear nowhere else in the New Testament. Uh, And this is known as hapax legomena, by the way. Put that also in your other pocket and save it for a snack for later. (laughs) This is due to Peter's excellent oratory skills. He was an outstanding speaker. Also, there are phrases... I think Mark wanted to say something about Did that. you? Apex Legometer. Yeah, isn't
0: this the book, the only book that says Tartarus,
1: I think?
2: I don't know. But I well, love a good Tartarus on the side of my fish and yeah, chips.
1: Yeah, me too, bro. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know? see what you did there.
2: Anyways, there are phrases that are only found in First and Second Peter, such as, grace and peace be yours in abundance. He says this in First 1 Peter 1-2 and Second 2 Peter 1-2. And then the Greek word eratos is unique and appears in both 1 Peter 2.9 and 2 Peter 1.3. Also, the word apotheosis is unique and used only in 1 Peter 3 and 2 Peter 1. And there are also parallel phrases between 2 Peter and Peter's sermons in Acts, such as kolasantai, which is found only in Acts 4 in Peter's sermon and 2nd Peter 2 and then Myston Adikeus is found only in Acts 3 in Peter's sermon and 2nd Peter 2 and so just want to make sure you guys are following there there's words in the New Testament that only appear in Peter's writings and 2nd Peter being one of those so this is something that they say to affirm Petrine authorship
0: yeah I looked it up Tartarus is only mentioned in 2nd Peter It's a specific place in hell reserved only for angels, apparently.
1: Ah, Tartarus.
0: So I don't know why Peter knows this or, you know. You got me? He talks about it.
1: So fallen angels? Yeah. All right. So
2: the fact that there were so many books using Peter as a pseudonym is actually, I think, supportive of Petrine authorship. It shows how studious and critical the early church was in the rejection of the false letters and then subsequently the acceptance of this letter of Peter's. And then finally, when it comes to the similarities between Second Peter and Jude, there are a couple thoughts. Most in the early church believed that Second Peter came first, and Jude borrowed much of the text and reiterated it in his letter. And this was because Jude believed the message in Second Peter was important and wanted to get it out to a different group of churches who had not yet received Peter's letter. Although this is where most conservative scholars fall, it is also possible that Peter did use Jude as a point of reference and thought that the message was so important that he wanted to reiterate it with the weight of his apostolic authority behind it. And that is the debate on authorship. Take a breather, Ryan. Woo-hoo! And uh, just, uh, I, I know I sort of uh, tickled your your, uh, your little uh, tickler there with the conversation about... <laughs>
1: Don't look at me like that.
2: I wasn't going to say anything crazy. I, I just didn't know what to say, really.
1: I, I was just curious where you were going.
2: Yeah, I didn't mean to tickle your tickler. Uh, About the conversation of 2 Peter and Jude, the relationship there, we didn't really get deep into it, but we are going to get deep into it when we get to the book of Jude. Yeah. So hold on to your seats. <laughs> hold on to your seats. To your tickler. To your tickler. <laughs> hold on to your tickler because it's coming. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yo, 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 when this was when? So that is a
1: question. Date of authorship. This was one of the later books of the Bible. Chronologically, as mentioned above, Peter makes note of Paul's letters. So we would have had to have... Wow, that's a lot of hads there. We would have had to have had a collection. We would have had to have had. We would have had to have... Sure. Anyway, so we would have had to have a collection of Paul's letters by now. Also of note is Peter's mention of his first letter. First Peter has been quite accurately... Wow, Ryan. Dated. The
2: have had is actually not wrong. This is the first wrong one. We would have had
1: to have had. We would have had to have had a collection of Paul's letters by now. Yes. Bro, there's a lot of had. By the time that... Second Peter was written. We would have had to have had. Yes. Peter would have We had. would have had to have had a col- so is that what you're telling so me. You're telling correct? me what's correct, is that we would have
2: had to a collection of Paul's letters by now.
1: No, we we would have have to have had yes had had no, no now you're adding extra stuff. You're right. Okay. Okay. Rewind. Let's say it the way Ryan presented this. This is one of the later books of the Bible chronologically. As mentioned above, Peter makes note of Paul's letters, and we would have had to have had a collection of Paul's letters by now. I hope that tickles your tickler. (laughs) Also have noticed Peter's mention of his first letter.
2: (laughs) It definitely tickles my tickler, bro. Tickler is tickled, bro. <laughs> You're making my fat jiggle, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jiggling your jiggler That's a good thing. That's a workout. <sighs> First, Peter has been quite accurately dated around 64 AD. For more info on that, go back to our last episode where we covered all this. We know at least that this is written after that. Peter also mentions in this book at the time of his death, is likely near. So he definitely wrote this before he died. And (laughs) church tradition has it that he died around 67, 68 AD under Nero's persecution. So it's safe to say that Paul, James, and Peter all wrote their book before they died. So this book was likely written between 64 and 68 AD. Next up is... Get out of here. Action is coming. Get out of here. Action is coming. Get out of here, This is the soundbite. gentlemen, are you ready? Action is coming. I can't take you. This section is the historical context of the book, and there isn't much historical context in it to be known in order to understand this book. It is good to know, however, that Peter mentions he is writing to the same group that he wrote in First Peter, so it was most likely a gentile group of churches who lived in the modern-day Turkey area of the Roman Empire. Yeah, so the action that was coming was... The, there's, there's no action there's no at action. all. Yeah. And next up is the general <laughs> purpose of the book. The purpose of Second Peter is Don't exhort Don't push my Christians. finger. Don't push my finger I to push this out, my brow. Because you're pushing the envelope right now. <laughs> okay. No, the... uh. The finger was pushed, and it's a general purpose of the book. The purpose of Second Peter is to exhort Christians to spiritually grow so that they can oppose false teaching and prepare for Christ's return.
0: <laughs>
1: finger was pushed.
0: Are you just gonna say the finger is pushed to move now?
1: <laughs> Next up is everybody's favorite part of the show. And that is the fun Ooh. fact section, because there is only Uno. Peter was likely in a Roman prison awaiting his death before he died when writing this letter. Because of that, there are certain sections that appear to be like a last will and testament. And that is chapter 1, verses 3 through 11, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Uh, We're going to get into that right now because it's outline time
2: there are six sections to this book the first section is the introduction
1: oh come on you got to give him a song bro
2: which is chapter one verses one through two you
1: did not give him a song the finger is pushed the finger is pushed (laughs) and ryan says that there is six six sections to this book okay so the first section is the introduction.
2: This finger is where pushed. Peter says "Hi's fingers finger is pushed. The second section is the condition of the Christian. This is chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. And it starts with the believer's resources in chapters 3 and 4. And it says here that God has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness, and he granted us also his great promises. His promises are great. Following that, we have the believer's needs in chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. And it says here that the believer needs to have, essentially, this list of virtues that they list out. Because if you don't, you have forgotten that you were cleansed from your former sins. Are you blind? Asks Peter. Christians should be knowledgeable, self-controlled, steadfast, godly, and full of brotherly affection. And if not, are you blind? Are you lying to me? All right, and then after that, we have the believer's ad- adequacy. Oof. In verses 10 through 11. Basically, these qualities are confirmation of your election. They are confirmation of your election. Are you doing? After that, we have section 3 of the book of Second Peter, and that is chapter 1, verses 12 through 21. And it starts with the need for a reminder in verses 12 through 15. And, and Peter says here that he will die soon. He's... To die. Okay. So, even though the audience of this letter was already operating in this manner, they were already operating in the virtues that he listed out earlier, he wanted them to be reminded after he passes just in case they forget because he's dead and he wants them to have this. Well, record. he's not dead yet. He is going to be dead. Yeah. And at that point, he wants them to have this stuff.
1: But I'm happy. You know, it's. Good that he's not dead yet.
2: Correct. Otherwise, yeah. this wouldn't he, come he, across quite as well. No virtues at all. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, he would be arguing from silence. Ex- exactly.
2: Exactly. All right. After that, we get the trustworthiness of the apostle's witness in verses sixteen through eighteen, where he talks about how he saw with his eyes the transfiguration which if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to our episodes on the Gospels. I think Matthew has the longest description of the Transfiguration, so specifically the book of Matthew. And then we get the divine origin of Scripture, which I really didn't know this verse. Like, it wasn't in my back pocket, like many verses may be. Mm -hmm. This is very clear on Scripture and its authority and things of that nature. Says no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along in the Holy Spirit. Scripture is not derived from any human's interpretation, but is from God. Usually when I'm thinking uh, the importance and the uh, inspiration of Scripture, I'm thinking First Timothy. All scripture is God-breathed, so yeah, on and so forth. Yeah, of course. Forward. That's a go-to. This one doesn't really stick in Not my second head. second Peter. Really. This yeah, is a yeah. really good one, though. Yeah. yeah. And then we have section four, which is basically the entirety of chapter two. And this talks about the danger to the Christian. What is that danger? That danger is...
1: Action is coming.
2: False teachers. Ooh. Once again, making a repeat appearance, as they do in nearly every book of the New Testament. Cameo. False teachers popping up, and it talks about the characteristics of false teachers in the first three verses. It says they are greedy, and they will exploit you with false words for your moolah. For them green backs, they will exploit you. They will exploit you for that cash money, that cream, okay? The cream. And then the consequences of false teaching comes in verses 4 through 10a. Says they will be punished and sent to hell.
1: Yeah. So there Ooh. you go.
2: <laughs> and for this,
1: <clears throat> and, and listen, the more I grow, the more I realize we do need to treat others with grace and love, mm-hmm. especially those unbelievers. But this is why people who claim to be Christians who outright know what they're teaching is false, I have zero patience for them at this point in my in my Christian walk. Zero like, point zero. Zero patience. Zero. And I know, and I don't mean like. I think it's a healthy thing to say, especially in our Calvinist camp and our Reform camp, that just because someone has a different interpretation of a particular scripture that is up for debate doesn't mean they're a heretic. Yeah. But there are, there are clear teachings that are outright wrong that we should be speaking out against on a regular basis, especially if they're, if they're in a public eye where they're misleading millions and millions of people. I think a part of our ministry should be calling out uh, this garbage that we see. And you're
0: talking about prosperity, gospel. Well, there's, yeah. a,
1: there's a, lot of, a lot of false teachings out yeah. there. But what I, what I want to be clear is, is if someone's a dispensationalist or if someone holds a covenant theology, they're not heretics. It's okay to disagree in that way as long as we can have healthy discussions. I think that's where we can, in the Christian community, show lots of grace and have wonderful great discussions and that's why we have multiple opinions shared on our show because we want to educate on several sides but when it comes to like false teaching like prosperity we should be calling that out for sure
2: yeah not much has changed because second peter is talking about how false teachers are greedy and they exploit you with false doctrines to get your money yeah, yeah. and it's like been the same pretty much ever since yeah so The consequence is that they will be punished and sent to hell, according to verses 4 through 10. And then we get the conduct of false teachers, and it basically says here that the false teacher is a slave to his greed, and he will boldly blaspheme without fear. And it goes pretty deep into how he blasphemes. He goes around and blasphemes, and he doesn't care. He does it because he wants your money, and he boldly does it. All right, and then after that, we get into the condemnation of false teachers in verses 20 through 22. And basically, we get a short little thing here about how it would have been better for them to have never known the way of righteousness than for them to go around blaspheming and becoming false teachers. Mm. So, that is the first four sections of the book. Nicholas, do you want to start with section
1: 5? Of course I do. And that the section is called The Prospect for the Christian. And that is uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. And that's broken up into a few parts. parts. The purpose of this epistle, uh, scoffing in the last days and time events and living in the view of the future. So the purpose of this epistle, as stated in the letter, um, is he is stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles. Um, So, yeah, that is the purpose of the epistle. And then he is telling us that there's going to be scoffing in the last days, verses 3 through 6. People will make fun of you for waiting for God's promises. Um, They're going to look at you like you're foolish, but you're not. There has not been one prophecy in Scripture that has not been fulfilled that has made the Bible look foolish or misleading. In fact, it's the truest thing that we have. Um, There's hundreds and hundreds of fulfilled prophecies that no other uh, religious text can touch. So there's nothing that would ever tell us that something that the Bible says is going to happen is not going to happen, especially with all the evidence that we have. Mm -hmm. But there will be expected scoffing. And then in the end times, the end time events that uh, this book teaches us about in verses 7 through 10 is the destruction of the world this is a wonderful um a wonderful study to do it's lots of fun so make sure you dive deep into it um the doctrine of glorification and all these things are really really fun stuff
0: did you say the destruction of the world Yes super fun it's really fun
1: it is it's it's fun it's a fun topic to dive into Hmm. it's not a fun topic to think about getting destroyed but it's a fun topic to know that the world will be destroyed And as verses 11 through 16 state in the Living in View of the Future section of chapter 3 is we are awaiting the new heavens and the earth. And it's basically a recreation of uh, God's intention for the Garden of Eden is is perfect, sinless, no suffering, no pain. And I don't know about you guys, but that's fun for me to study. And even though I love my life now, but I know that God's promises are true, and that new heavens and earth, I'm sure, is going to be amazing. Come on. And yeah. we'll be a part of that. I am delivered! Delivered.
0: I don't know about you guys, but Jesus. I, th- I think we will see our pets in heaven.
2: You think so? Yeah. Do you think those... What if somebody has one of those giant
1: snails as a pet, though? You'll see it. They won't, because it's illegal. Oh, and There's I see. no sin in heaven, so God's not going to let us do anything illegal. I see. Unless, he, yeah. unless the law becomes obsolete. Oh. Or fulfilled. Or fulfilled. I mean, the are Bible they, says it's obsolete. So are they
2: illegal in East Africa, though?
1: No, they're 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 uh, a wild animal. Yeah. But you can't take wild animals in because they need to be protected in their environment. I see. Because not many of them. So if those snails. Are in East Africa, you can't you kill protect them. them, you protect them. But if they come over here, you kill them. we set bait and we kill them. I see. Mm, so I'm glad sense. we can conclude this book with that thought. I yeah. And we will also include with verses 17 <laughs> through 18, the way who I believe is Peter concludes, with the same point he's been making all along. Since we know the truth and we know what the future holds, let's live holy lives and live for the glory of God. So that is my call for you. And that is my call to you. I don't know about four, but yeah, it could be four and to you. The same call that Peter is giving you now, I'm giving to you to conclude this episode. <laughs> That's it. That is the book of Second Peter, <laughs>
2: or for our Spanish-speaking listeners, Dos Pedros. Dos Pedros. Okay. And uh, for those Greek-speaking, it's Peter B. Petru. Petro
1: Beta. Petro Beda. Petrobera. Right? That's the Greek. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, yeah. Yeah, that's Greek. Yeah. Petrobera. Petrobera. Petro Why Petro does it sound so Italian, though?
0: Petrobera. The accent. Are you All
1: right.
2: So if you guys enjoyed what you heard, we are 100,000% patron supported. Uh, we cannot do this without our patrons. We love our patrons in the biblical sense of the word, if you know what I'm talking about. We have a group chat with them on Discord and Instagram. Uh, Also, if you become a patron, you will get early access to these episodes. So as you listen to this episode, our patrons have already listened to next week's episode, and you are way behind. Okay. Also, you will get early access to our YouTube videos and audio versions of our YouTube videos, as well as our... Undying love and support And you can find links to our Patreon As well as all our our blog posts And things of that nature on BibleDingers.com
1: And if you are not a part of Dinger Nation Make sure you go on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter And search at BibleDingers Across the board And while you're there
0: Just give me the likes Don't pass don't pass and scroll
1: Hit subscribe Hit follow you go ahead. You right now hit me? that like button. And most importantly, we ding on.
0: The way up. Bible, dingers. Bible dingers. Yeah, me up, I'm body. I'm going Bible going Dingers. me his Embrace the dude. money. Don't care about money no, sir. Just tell